0: And good afternoon. welcome to the program. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm doing a little experiment as I figure out how to go live at uh, you know all, at all of these various and wonderful um, thingies that I'm doing here. And in order to do that, I need to get tacky here and call get the number. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, the number to call me live is six one seven three nine six. Four eight three zero. Yes, I can do a live radio program online and take calls and I'm just getting started. Because once I get going with this and once I start promoting it, I'm hoping to establish a program pretty much around the same time each day, probably noon Eastern Standard Time, where I go live and I can take calls and eventually... With technology being what it is, I'm going to be able to set up a split screen so that my callers will be seen as well as heard. Yes, you can be seen and heard with technologies happening a mile a minute here. And you can just call up and if you have Skype, which millions of people do, then you can be not only seen live talking to me on the air, on the on the program but the program will then archive on youtube and uh, facebook and it'll also archive on my podcast page which is at itunes stitcher google play and TuneIn. in not to mention my blog sites and my social network and all this great stuff as i figure out because i'm kind of old school i don't know how to do these things but i'm figuring it out But as I figure it out, I'll be able to really develop um, and fulfill the dream that I've had for the past probably at least 20 years, which is to have a radio program where I can say whatever I want to say, how I want to say it, and take calls and hear from people and get their wisdom right off the street and share ideas and do so in a way that's meaningful. Anyway, so if you want to join me, 617-396-4830 I'm not going to guarantee that I can do this yet, but I'll certainly give it a shot and I'm getting better each day. 617-396-4830 is the number. Now, to my way of thinking, the most significant issue today is the fact that yesterday... President Donald J. Trump fulfilled the mission of Congress by passing and signing into law the recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of the State of Israel, and even going so far as to suggest that it is the spiritual capital of the Jewish people, and allocating funds to create and build the embassy in Jerusalem. Now, he also signed the waiver, But that is simply a procedural thing because they can't open the embassy for at least a number of years, I guess. I'd like to see it happen sooner, but the point is that there's a lot of preparation. So in the meantime, it'll remain technically in Tel Aviv. However, to me, this is a significant day. I'm speaking here as a Jew. Um, I haven't felt this emotional since Anwar Sadat got off the airplane at the Ben-Gurion Airport and met Golda Meir, and uh, then addressed the Knesset in Jerusalem. That was in 1978, I believe. Through this, I was also very um, emotional over the Six-Day War when Israel won that, and I know that people were very emotional when Harry Truman, in 1948, recognized the State of Israel. Within hours, of Ben-Gurion's Declaration of Independence from the British. So, this to me is in that wheelbarrow. It's, it's significant. It's a, it's, a, it's a direct, positive statement, more than symbolic, religious and political, that the United States and the American people are s- supporting the state of Israel. We support their very the, the capital of Israel, Jerusalem, and we also support the Jewish people. I mean, as an American Jew, I, I, I feel moved and honored. I feel, you know, I mean, I was excited to, to have this happen. You know, I'm not generally a tribal type. But these things are important. You know, it was important for African Americans to feel proud when Barack Obama, the first black president, openly black president, won his election in 2008. And I talked to the people I knew who happened to be black at that time, and they were proud, and I shared that pride with them, even if I didn't agree with Barack Obama's policies and his politics. Nevertheless, we all took a moment of joy over that. These things mean something. So, as a Jew who feels that the mission of Judaism, the mission of Israel is completely concomitant with that of the United States, I feel proud as an American citizen and as a Jew to um, uh, for this day when, when my country, the United States, recognizes my spiritual home, Israel. So, you know, I don't know about you, the listener, and I know that, you know, you get the same old naysayers saying, well, it's, you know, what about, you know, violence and what about terrorism? Shouldn't we try to not stir the pot? Well, you know, I have news for you. I mean, the same people were complaining when Harry S. Truman recognized Israel against the advice of his Secretary of State, that being George C. Marshall, and his Secretary of Defense, who resigned in protest as as one of the reasons, that being James Forrestal, and his entire government. He went ahead and recognized Israel. And yes, there was repercussions. There was a war. After that, there was a full-scale invasion. Now, that wasn't because of Truman's recognition. That would have happened anyway. But the point is that when Israel asserts itself, you have the same enemies come out and try to stop it from happening. They try to destroy it. They try to kill the, the baby in the crib, so to speak. And those enemies are radicalized Islamists and uh, bath socialists in the Middle East, people who are parts of groups like Muslim Brotherhood, and their political and ideological allies around the world, which is the establishment left. And you get the same general coalition of Jew haters today who are insisting that Israel has no right to exist. The Jewish people have no right to a homeland. They have no right to the capital of their nation. Um, yeah, I mean, I just listening this morning to Morning Joe. I don't know what ever happened to Joe Scarborough. You know, I interviewed Joe Scarborough back in 1978 and back then he was a pretty solid conservative patriot. He uh, actually, we talked about his resolution to get the United States, and I, I may be wrong, I don't have a full memory of it. We're talking almost 20 years ago, but get the United States out of the UN. Now today he's on the radio talking about how Donald Trump's recognition of Jerusalem is a violation of international order, and that, I mean, What happened to him? I and mean, when did he become a globalist? Um, you know, I get I get the fact that he's got a big radio show and he's rich, whereas I'm here doing this small podcast. Maybe that says something. Maybe in that we know the reason why he's he's changed. You know, he's a big he's a big shot now. Um, his uh, his fiancée, Mika Brzezinski, her father, Zbigniew Brzezinski, as uh, Jimmy Carter's uh, chief uh, national security advisor, I believe, he was a big globalist. He wrote a book called The Tectonic Age where he talks about the abolition of sovereign governance. Maybe that's influencing him. I don't know. But he's, you know, he's talking about this in that Israel is somehow by by seeking recognition of their own capital, uh, is violating some kind of a world order, and that by Donald Trump uh, agreeing to that request and recognizing that capital, he is in violation. And uh, furthermore, I'll just leave this, this segment with one quick thought. Um, the tone of Morning Joe, consistent, and I've listened to it pretty regularly, over the past even year against President Trump is so vicious and it's so dirty and nasty and the way um, Mika Brzezinski the way she even mentions anything to do with President Trump and his name with such scorn and such venom you know look we have a free country here we ought to criticize our leaders that's what you know a free press is all about, and we ought to do it constructively. And we can sometimes take cheap shots, but I would suggest that their consistent attack and and up mentally ill and, and end up that they are really bro- that, that, that they, they they seem obsessed. And then it borders are really damaging the office. Look, I, I didn't agree with many, if not most, of the policies of President Obama. I didn't like President Obama's public tone either, the way he described things. I didn't I thought it was negative, I thought it was borderline anti America, his vision and his philosophy. But when he accomplished something, I praised him. And I hoped for the best because he was the president and he was elected, duly elected. And I respected that. And yeah, I would hope that President Donald Trump would get that same basic respect because after all, are we all not in the same boat here? We have a government where we elect a chief executive every four years. And it's not a thing that we can take for granted. It's actually a fragile thing. It's a miracle that we've been able to you know, foster this system as we have. you know when I look around countries around the world and and the instability they have in their own governments and the stories that are coming out consistently, it makes me appreciate it all the more. So, you know, to morning, Joe, whatever's happened to you, Joe Scarborough, and however you've changed your stripes, so obviously, I would ask you to consider the the general welfare of this republic. And go on with your criticism, but try to temper it with, with some balance and some objectivity. And I think in regarding the embassy, which, by the way, you admitted that you actually voted for when you were in Congress. To criticize it to such a degree that you have is damaging, not only to the office of the presidency, but to the state of Israel and to peace. So, anyway, on that note, I shall conclude for this afternoon. I am experimenting with the live phone call, so be patient with me as I develop that. And thanks for watching, everybody.